What is up, you guys? Welcome back to the Underinformed Podcast. Your one-stop shop for underinformed entertainment. I'm Yosef Kinane. And I'm Nissa Bourne. On today's agenda, we're going to be talking all about pandemic predictions, what we think will change after this pandemic, and what we hope will change after the quarantine is all over. Hey. Hey, friend. How are you? Good, friend. How are you doing? Oh, I'm good. I got my little candle lit. I'm surrounded by pillows and blankets. Mila's sleeping on a fuzzy blanket right now. And I'm just poured a fresh drink for our little date. Oh, my God. This sounds so cozy. I love it. I love it. What's your setup like? Mine? I don't have any candles going, but, you know, I cleaned my room up. I have um, facing my little bookshelf right now. (laughs) You're welcome. Basically looking at my beautiful plants. I am a proud plant daddy, actually, to uh, four beautiful plants. I got uh, two cactuses and two uh, aloe plants, and uh, they're thriving, I got to say. Um, I didn't know that about you. Yeah, you know, you know, I don't, I like to keep a couple of cards hidden every once in a while. You can't put oh everything on the table, God. you know. I feel like, <laughs> do I even know you? Oh man, I you didn't like, get to know me. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Two, two cacti and two other plants? Two other plants. You know what? It's funny actually. These plants were actually doing really bad right before quarantine. Like, especially like my cactuses. Like, I don't know how you kill cactus, but they were starting to get like really brown. And right. um, yeah, but ever since I've been home all the time, they've been getting all the love, all the attention, and they're, 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 they've bounced back. Um, that is amazing. I am so happy that your cacti are thriving in quarantine. Thank you. Thank you. Um, speaking of and thriving, how are you doing this week, my friend? Uh, I'm doing okay. I'm happy it was a shorter week because we had a good Friday off, but I definitely feel like this week was tough. I definitely feel like this is the first time I kind of like lost track of days. Like I didn't know at one point if it was like a Tuesday or a Wednesday, I think at one point of the week. And yeah, so that was definitely not fun. But um, yeah, other than that, things are okay. Still trying to keep busy. Um, I feel like I'm, I'm, I've been telling people that I've really been overdosing on memes. Like I'm like meme overloaded right now. I don't want to see any more memes. Like, I don't know. There's like too many memes going around. I don't even know if that's a thing. <laughs> I just don't want to see it anymore. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. But uh, yeah, no, uh, I'm doing. I'm doing all right. Other than that, I think things are going okay. Um, yeah. How are you doing? I'm okay. Yeah. Probably. I had a. I had a rough. I was a grump. Mm. I feel like I was a grumper rump this week. Mm. Um. Yeah. I don't know. It was like a little. It was a harder week. So this for me is now week five mm. um the honeymoon period is over it's gone <laughs> and me and the pandemic are starting to get to know each other on new levels <laughs> and it's not as cute anymore I hear you. but um yeah i don't know it was it was it was an okay week mm. i 
I feel like I'm a little bit less productive because now I'm like settling in for the long haul. Right. You know, I think the first week or something, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm working from home. I have all this time. Like, let's get stuff done. I'm organizing drawers. I'm organizing makeup. I'm like (laughs) doing 10 face masks uh, a day. I did like a foot mask, a hand mask, a body mask. I literally have done every every part of my body has been mummified probably in the first two weeks of this pandemic. And then now I'm just, you know... I've given up and now I'm a raisin again. It's just, it's, <laughs> it's going downhill. It's going downhill fast. Yeah. So I'm hoping that there's a little bit of an upswing before mm. this is all over so that when you do see me, I've got a glow. I hear you though. I, you know, what's funny is I think like I am in the same mindset as you are in a sense where I think when this was first announced, we were all like, I was definitely like really positive and I was like, Oh, like, this is great. This is just like time to myself. This is awesome. Uh, I think, like, for, I'm the type of person where things kind of, like, slowly, like, settle in, like, into my mind, like, real, like, not that I didn't hear predictions of, like, this would go on, like, longer and stuff, but I think, like, now I'm definitely at a point where I'm, like, oh, like, yeah, this isn't just, like, I got a lot of time on my hands now, you know, so it's, uh, it's definitely, like, a little bit more, I don't know, I think, like, I think maybe that, like, reality, like, setting in, like, maybe I knew it in my head, but now it's, like, I feel it, it's, like, a little bit more different. Uh, but the good thing is I've definitely been like talking to like friends more like phone calling like friends more and reaching out more um, instead of like you know depending on like things like Netflix and like YouTube so I I feel like that's actually like a real positive because it just shows at the end of the day it's like the human connection is what we want and what we crave so yeah I I think the human connection is definitely what's gonna get us all through this Um, I started a puzzle this week Oh, I think I yeah. saw that. Yeah, I think I saw that in your story. How did that go? I know. Okay, well, it's going. Um, I ordered it for David and I to do together. Nice. And I am the only one doing it. I think he maybe like put two pieces together and then hey, didn't fit. That's a contract. Oh, it didn't fit. And then like gave up because yeah. he was like, this is not even fun. Um, so it's it's coming together. You know what? It's It's good. I think... I work on it like maybe 10 minutes a night. Hey, nice. Okay. How far would you say you're like a quarter, two quarters? I would say one, like 64th done. <laughs> yeah, this is really big. That's actually really it's funny. A big puzzle. I haven't done any puzzles since, since I was like a little kid. And I remember I used to have like two puzzles. I would have one that was like bigger pieces. So it'd be like really easy to put together. And then my mom would also bought me like, another set but it was like really really hard like like no kids should have had to like do that like it was like it was way too hard so I remember like being like so discouraged because I couldn't do that one so I do like the big one just over and over again um and yeah like I think I've just been turned off the puzzles ever since I've never I've never touched a puzzle yeah but I don't know maybe it's the time where I should like get back into it Hey, we should address that puzzle trauma. We, we should. It's it's there. <laughs> hey, got time. <laughs> exactly it. I I ended up doing some online shopping. Yeah. <gasps> what did you get? I oh ended my up God. okay. So You're I ended up going. Over to the dark side. I know. I know. Well, I was really like so right before all of this happened. I really wanted to buy like a jean jacket. I I've been want. I wanted a jean jacket for like a really really long time. So I was basically like, all right, all right. 
I'm going to go online. I'm going to find one. And yeah, I actually, I went online. I found a nice jean jacket. Hopefully it comes in. We'll see what happens. Um, right. I'm really excited for it. Yeah. I don't know where I'm going to go with it, but hey. Tell me more. It's like a denim, like oh, a yeah. blue, like it's regular like, denim. It's like a or... denim, but it's like a, it's kind of like a, I don't want to say like a stone, what do they call it? Like a stone wash or whatever? Stone wash? It's not a yeah. stone wash though. It's like a little bit uh, darker, I guess, than a stone wash. Okay. Um, and like a medium wash? I, yeah, I think that's what they call it actually, like a medium okay. wash. Yeah, but it's, yeah, exactly. Um, and what else did I get? I got some like shorts that you can wear at home from like H&M. So I got those. Got some boxers, essentials. Um, and I think that was, yeah, that was it. That's all I got. I do also want to buy like uh, a face mask now. But like, like, you know, the ones that are like, I feel like you have one, like the cloth ones. The sheet masks, yeah. Yeah, like the ones that have like those designs on them and stuff. Oh, yeah, like like an animal one or something? Yeah, exactly. Maybe not an animal one, but like I want to buy like one of those. So I've been like looking at those now too. That, that'll be my next buy. It's you really know slippery slope. <laughs> <laughs> I, at, at the beginning of the pandemic, before it was serious, I mm. bought so many face masks from Walmart. Oh, no I bought way. probably 20 sheet masks and eye masks and everything because oh. I I kind of I had a that was like everybody was hoarding toilet paper I was hoarding face masks because I was like this is my time to shine wow you well you did good because there's lots of toilet paper right now you can't even find any face masks there you go literally you can't find hand <laughs> sanitizer either <laughs> wow you could literally sell that right now for like a good amount no, I need them. My face <laughs> needs them. <laughs> Don't, wait, can't you just use the same one over and over again? I'm like, no, you, no, you can't. Really? It's a one-time like, use. I get like medical people can't, but like us, I feel like I would use the same face mask over and over. Oh again. my gosh, no! Oh my gosh, you're talking about like face masks. Yeah. Or, I'm literally oh. talking about like face masks. <laughs> For like beauty was no <laughs> wow so i loaded up sorry yeah so anyone who's listening who thought i like loaded up on medical masks i did not i'm not a monster <laughs> i quick. loaded up on those like face masks for your skin to like <laughs> with like collagen in them to you're like just them. to make that clear you're like i talked it, about I it in the opening yeah exactly i am not a monster um oh, i do i i've had um like a cloth face mask for yes. your like mouth area for yeah. a long time um that I wear when it's super duper cold out uh oh you use that for when it's cold okay okay yeah nice. and so I mean I could use it now I don't really, I don't really go out so I don't need use it. it I haven't yeah. used it in the over on the Gatineau side and I feel very judged I would feel judged. <laughs> yeah, but I feel like it's very common. I went to the grocery store on Saturday. Yeah, I went to the grocery store on Saturday, and I feel like a lot of people, like, are wearing them. Like, I think they also recommended now that, like, if you do go to grocery stores, like, you can use them. Uh, but again, like, it's, like, not to protect yourself, obviously. It's to protect, like, other people, uh, which is, I think, great. Um, but I don't, I don't know what the resistance has been, actually, towards using them, because... I feel like people have been very, even like where I work, they've been like, no, you shouldn't be wearing them. It's only for people that are showing symptoms. But I'm like, 
okay, like if we're all wearing them, someone's protecting me from getting anything and I'm protecting them from getting anything. So why don't we just like all agree to wear them? I, I could be because there's a shortage. I get that. But it's like, why don't they just come out and say like, well, we're trying to like preserve these for like people who need them, like, you know, medical staff and stuff. And then, you Well, know. yeah. So I think that originally, I think the messaging was you don't need the face mask just wash your hands um mm. and don't touch your face i think they they said that at the beginning and my personal opinion is because they think people are stupid and they were scared that if they said yeah you need a face mask they were scared that everyone was going to go out and buy a bunch of surgical masks which people mm. would have done people would have started doing that yeah, hoarding surgical masks so they were really clear like you don't need a face mask you don't need a face mask because they were scared that people were going to take them all and then medical professionals wouldn't have them right right um and then now the directive is they're being very clear they're like homemade face masks they're like if you get like a cloth face mask you can get them on etsy you can get them in different places Mm. like that um you can buy them online or you can make one yourself if you know how to sew or even if you don't i've seen other ones that are like no sew Mm -hmm, ones that are pretty easy to make Yeah. yeah um they're like yeah you can do that i think they're honestly just worried about people hoarding them that makes sense. That's where I thought it was coming from. I was like, it's probably just like a, you know, like to make sure that people don't hoard them and stuff. Which is, I was like, honestly, smart on their end. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But I don't know. I, like, I wonder. I hate that. I'm like, just be honest. Say to say to everyone, you know what? Yes, it will help slow the spread of COVID nineteen and other communicable diseases uh, if you wear a face mask when you're feeling symptoms, when you're feeling sick. Wear a face mask. Um, but don't mm. wear a surgical or medical or N95 mask. Don't wear that. Mm. Wear, um, you know, a fabric a one, one, a cloth one that you've made yourself or you've gotten online or whatever. Um, and don't right. wear surgical ones because they need them for healthcare workers. And they just like public, like, like, you know, socially shame people that hoard masks and stuff like we're doing about toilet paper and stuff. Just shame them and then they'll feel bad yeah. and then they won't do it. But like, in China, th- that's like practice. When people get sick yeah. in China, they wear a face mask. Right, so you'll see right. people, and a lot of people confuse it. They think that they're wearing face masks because they don't want to get sick from other people or whatever. But it's like common right. practice. If you feel sick at all, you will wear a face mask. And it's to protect other people. And that's what everyone does. And like I lived there in 2010 and people were doing that in 2010. And so it's part of the culture, but here it's almost like people are, um, you know, too proud to wear them or something. It's really weird because I'm on the, I'm on the Quebec side. You're on the Ottawa side. You're saying that you're seeing people wearing them. I'm not seeing people. I'm seeing people. Yeah, I've probably seen like two people at the supermarket wearing them. One was an an elderly fellow um, and then there was a, a younger person wearing one that was it and right so everyone is just kind of i don't know people are making i don't know neighbors make jokes about it and stuff they're like oh <laughs> whatever so i'm Do you remember i'm the, literally uh... gonna get coronavirus because i'm embarrassed i'm embarrassed <laughs> you're being shamed by my neighbors for <laughs> no yeah. get you have a yeah no i'm gonna get i'm gonna get like a nice like black one i'm gonna order online i feel like it'll look like you know I, and everybody's wearing them now do you remember the uh i sent you like a little post on instagram like people improvising face yeah. masks 
Did you see the one with like the little birthday hat? No. Oh yeah, I did see that. What? Yeah, the oh, yeah, little the birthday hat going on their face. <laughs> I'm gonna go out like you that. You were desperate. But just for time, speaking... Exactly. Exactly. But speaking of face masks, so I predict that in the future because okay, yeah, let's I think do we our, should talk about like predictions. Pandemic predictions. Like, what do you pandemic predictions is going to change from? from this pandemic like in the future in North America in Canada what do you think is going to change about our culture and the way that we do things and um what do you hope will change definitely so on a little like aesthetic level since we were talking about face masks I think everybody's gonna be wearing face masks after this by the end of this like everybody's gonna be wearing face masks for sure I think um just just protect like each other I think because this pandemic is like, even if it ends, like we won't go back to normal life for a little bit. Right. So I think like people are just going to wear them like about after even, okay. at least for the next year or two. I, I, I see that happening um, in terms of like what's going to happen. So I feel like potentially this is the optimist in me um on like a global level there might be like you know some room for like solidarity and like countries like working together to like you know like overcome this you know like finding like a vaccine maybe different researches uh researchers like coming together like hopefully that leads to a bit more you know a relaxation in like these borders and like barriers that we've created um in that sense what do you mean like specifically um so like i think like during a crisis like this i think like the world has to like come together because this isn't something where like one country's facing this and a lot of countries aren't like everybody's in this together right now right so we're better off if we just like pool our resources together you know what i mean so like if a country has like a surplus in a certain amount of like i don't know um medical equipment or like expertise and stuff like i saw like Cuban doctors being sent to somewhere in like Europe to help out. I think it was in mm-hmm. Italy. I don't know, like just like small things like that potentially that like are kind of like a very like positive thing that you do see come out of these kind of like situations, albeit they are very kind of like tokenistic maybe. And there is still a lot of like inequality that goes on because we do see that like countries that are like poor aren't able to secure like these supplies and they're definitely like there's definitely like a hierarchy and stuff. But I mean, at least symbolically, that mm-hmm. looks nice. Um, so that's like that. In terms of um, on like a societal level, I like, I don't know if I have any like predictions, but I like, I was actually talking to a friend about this and we were talking about kind of like our predictions about what would happen and how things would kind of like change socially in our society and like how it would change the so- social fabrics of how we interact with each other. Uh, shout out to Alex, by the way. He's the one I was talking to um so yeah basically we were just talking about how like potentially we could see like well how basically people would be like less social because of like you know you see like these social distancing measures people are kind of like afraid to walk by each other in society right now um and like potentially like the like will this kind of like solidify in our like behaviors basically will we be afraid to have like large social gatherings because like even if they told us like you know these social distancing measures will be relaxed in like the next couple of months i don't know like will we all be able will we all kind of like be rushing back into like the theaters restaurants and things like that if they were open or would we like be a little bit more like hesitant i don't know i was of the like 
thinking that like I don't know like where I am right now I'll definitely go but like I will I will embrace society like immediately like you know what I mean like I can't wait to go to like restaurants I can't wait to go to like bars or like clubs and like just see my friends and like just be like with everyone else um but I don't know maybe it's like maybe people might still be like paralyzed like by fear maybe this like these social distancing measures will still have an effect on people um yeah so like it's kind of scary I know psychologically um it's kind of scary to see like the effects of this. I think that we're going to see the rise in like a lot of like mental health issues. Um, and I think like even the other big thing is just like the amount of loss. Like, I don't know, just thinking of places like Italy and like how many people like they've lost and, and even the way you think of how we grieve in society, people not even be able to grieve with each other in the same way. Um, I think it's just going to have an effect uh, on society as well. Um, yeah. So I think those are my main predictions. I think economically also, we might not be heading to like the best place. I don't know. I would like to get your take on like the economy too, because like I, I, like, I hear like two very opposing things. So on one side, I hear like, we're going to be heading for like a recession um, and things are going to be going like really bad after this. But on the other hand, I hear also like, well, no, like once we're out of this, like there's going to be a boom as well. On the other hand, because people are going to be like, out of their houses, people are going to be working again, people are going to start, like, you know, buying things again, like, I don't know, like, it's just, like, two very opposing, um, I don't know, like, tra trajectories that I hear, so it's, well, I have, I, yeah. I think Go it's ahead. hard, I think it, I think it's, it's interesting, um, on, on the one hand, there is a lot of people who are losing, a lot of people lost a lot of money. People have lost their entire retirement savings or, right. or big chunks of money, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars from um, the stark, stock market crash. Right. Um, people might be a little bit, uh, you know, trigger, trigger shy after mm. all of this, mm. you know, when they're, I don't think people are necessary. I think some people will be feeling like they want to run out and they want to go to eat. They want to see friends they're, you know, really desperate to be out, to buy things, to do whatever. I think mm -hmm. in the same token, depending on how long this goes, I think people are also building new habits and new, um, you know, they're getting used to eating from home, you know, going to the grocery store once a week, planning for the week. Um, and people might be like you said scared to go out mm. you know there's you can't underestimate the impact of this is having on people because as many like you're saying you know you have a little bit of meme fatigue as many hilarious memes that are going around about this pandemic this is extremely traumatic to mm. so many people people have lost their jobs people have lost loved ones you know, mm. it's not just in Italy, it's happening right here. There's there's hundreds of people who have already died and they're predicting thousands more people who are going to die. And when you stop to actually think about that, um, it's quite sobering. And I think that in and of itself has put, been part of the reason that I've been having such a horrible week because I think I've been taking a little bit too much time to reflect about actually what is happening and um it is so incredibly sad people are dying and they're not like you said they're not able to grieve together people aren't able to be together and um that that's awful and just the sheer 
magnitude of it all and how everyone in this world is suffering to a different degree and to a different extent is 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 really difficult um so i do think people will be scared for sure um and i think that people will when they're going out to a restaurant they're going to be like looking at their table they're going to be looking at their chair and they're gonna you know pop a light a lysol wipe out and you know wipe down everything they bring their own cutlery and whatnot and i, I could see people do that and i wouldn't blame them for doing right. that right you know um i saw an article recently about how when things start to return to quote unquote normal whatever that is um there's gonna be a lot of gaslighting happening. And so a lot of people who you're not going to feel normal after this, but there's going to be a lot of ads and there's going to be a lot of um, industries, companies that are going to be urging you to go back to normal and make you Mm. try to feel normal and try to make you feel like it is abnormal to not feel normal in this moment. But Mm. it is, it is going to be, you know, everyone is going to feel different after right. this. Right. Um, and, and that's okay. Um, how are we going to move forward? I think there's some good things that we can, we can definitely bring from this. Um, I sure. think it's going to be good that people are, you know, wearing masks when they're sick or, you know, the people who come in when they're sick, because, you know, in, in Canada and North America, we prioritize working for anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, people come in when they're sick because they don't have enough sick days or they don't want to use a sick day or they don't want to look lazy because they're staying at home or they don't want mm-hmm. people to think they're not sick. I think now after this, if somebody says, oh, you know, I'm sick, I'm, I think everyone's going to be like, stay home. Mm, like and for I, real yeah yeah I was already like that I hate people who come into work when they're sick like if you're one of those people and you're listening right now I have hated you at one <laughs> point in time because that is the most selfish thing that someone could do you come in <laughs> and you literally infect everyone else you're not that important stay mm. home there's nothing that you're doing like if if you know the prime minister of the uk gets sick and has to go to the hospital and can't come into work um and the country still runs and still exists then Mm -hmm. whatever it is that you're doing isn't so important that you can't stay home for a couple of days to make sure Mm -hmm. that you get better and then also that you're not getting other people sick Mm -hmm. so that's one thing i hope changes for sure. No, I definitely hope that changes too. It's actually so interesting when you were talking about like going to a restaurant and looking around at your like your table and your chairs and people are going to be like looking like, you know, it's like, does this have like germs on it? Does it have, it obviously has germs on it, but like, you know, does it, is it infected with like, can I, can I potentially get sick out of this? And I was actually just thinking even of like the restaurant itself. And I just had this image of like a restaurant being like pretty empty. Cause I was like, will we be even if like able to afford going to a restaurant will this be something of like privilege like with the way the economy is going like it's actually like when you think of it like i don't know like if like if it becomes kind of i don't want to be really like bleak here Mm -hmm. but i'm just thinking of like the depression and stuff and like will these 
things become like a novelty, basically. Um, I was hearing something earlier, and it was basically talking about how Canadians are like not really known to be savers in terms of like their spending habits. They like spend a lot of money. Um, a lot of them, a lot of a lot of us don't have a lot of like savings to hold us over for more than like they were saying like seven. Like no one really has more than like seven weeks of saving. Like the majority of like Canadian society. Um, so yeah, it's really interesting. It's really like scary actually to like to kind of think about like where we're going economically. Um, as you know, this week the government or the week that just passed, the government put out um, that. Uh, that fund, I guess, to help people who have lost their jobs and everything, the CERB uh, thing, yeah. CERB. Um, and that's, that's, I know that's costing like, the government a lot of money. Um, so yeah, it's really scary to see. But the other thing is, it's just this also this kind of like, it goes back to, are we numbing ourselves at the same time as well? Like, are we, like, I feel like our generation as well, like, we laugh at like the meme thing, and we're seeing all these memes and stuff. But yeah, I think, I don't know, to an extent, do you think like we're numbing ourselves too by like, you know, being on social media, trying to distract ourselves as much as possible? And like, to what extent is this also necessary um, for us to do that? Because I don't know, like it's either that or you're just like in your thoughts thinking about how like bleak things are. Um, I don't know. Like as a coping strategy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I think, yeah, I think I, part of it mm-hmm. is um, definitely a, co- a coping strategy. Um, I think it's, it's part of, you know, our, our generation, our generations, for that matter. Um, part of the way that we connect with people start part of the way that we communicate. Um, but yeah, I think right now it's a, it's a coping strategy, more than anything, a survival tactic. Mm. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, those are my predictions. I'm trying to think of like, any other ones in terms of like, positivity. Do you have any other predictions? I have some, I have some predictions. You do? Let's okay. hear them. I want to hear you. So one thing that I've noticed through the pandemic, and I noticed this very early on, um, mm. I noticed that when I went, to, when I had to go out that one time to the bank, I ended up having to go to the bank. Um, for something and it was it was the worst but um it wasn't that early on it was only a a week or two ago and um I noticed that there were a lot of men who were very grumpy about the fact that they had to abide by a lot of different rules so when you walked into the bank there was like a bouncer security guy there like what you were doing last week at work um, mm. and he yeah. was checking to make sure people weren't sick. Uh, he was asking people to use hand sanitizer. Um, he was asking people to wait in line and two meters away from everyone. Super respectful, super sweet guy. But these men that were in front of me were very angry that they were being told what to do. And mm. then another interesting thing happened was when they got in. So the tellers had, you know, that rope set up. So that people couldn't get closer than two meters away from them. Right. Right. And the, the guys, it wasn't like one guy or two guys. There was like three or four guys that ended up doing this. Um, I was in the bank for a couple of hours trying to figure out everything that I was supposed to be doing. Um, Mm -hmm. And I noticed 
man after man after man walk in and they were encroaching on the rope so they were just getting as Mm. like they were pushing the rope forward with their abdomen put like getting closer to the teller encroaching on their space violating their bubble violating their personal boundaries and it made me think of um man spreading so you know how like men in general so I don't know if you everybody knows what man spreading is but it's kind of you know when guys sometimes are on like the subway or they're on a bus or they're sitting down and they have their legs super spread open and they're just kind of right. taking up all of your space um mm-hmm. it happened to me at artisan bakery not long ago before the pandemic yeah. pre-pandemic um yeah. I was sitting waiting for my pizza and this man literally sat on me. He, <laughs> I was sitting oh, in the corner of the sofa. They have like sofas in the waiting area. Yeah. So I was literally in the corner of the sofa. And I have a small footprint as for a person, mm-hmm. you know, like uh, for mm-hmm. an average person, you know, I have a smaller footprint. I'm not like um, taking up a lot of space. So I was taking up, you know, the corner of, of the sofa. And the man, the whole entire, it was like a full three cushion sofa. And the man literally sat on half of my leg. Mm. He sat down on me. (laughs) I was like. He thought you were part of the sofa. He's like, this is. He saw me there and he sat on me. And there was the whole other part of the sofa there. And I honestly, uh, I'll be honest, I didn't say anything. I wish I had said something. I was trying to muster up the courage. I'm a very loud person to begin with. But in that moment, I literally did not know what to say. Um, It was like a just older than middle-aged man. and uh I literally didn't know what to say so I started I kind of like moved a couple times to try to get him to realize he was sitting on me and he I don't know if he was like taking pleasure like I don't know so then eventually I just got up and and I stood I stood and wait waited for my pizza um standing up for the rest of the time um but this is, you know, a common thread yeah, so in my up. life and in the lives of other mm. women in my life, in my life, um, men right. encroaching on, on personal space. Um, and not all, obviously not all men do this. I know sure. there are woke <laughs> men. Um, thank you if you're a woke man who does not enter people's bubbles. But uh, a lot of men don't respect uh, the 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 personal boundaries of of women and i saw this really upsetting these men in the bank so this is something that i noticed um and i'm wondering and i'm hoping that this might reprogram some people's minds so that they start Mm. to not only respect other people's health boundaries but also start respecting people's personal space and stop you know, getting in people's bubbles. Yeah, no, I definitely, that's actually like, I've never even thought of it that way. And I think I'm also, I'm obviously very, very privileged uh, because I am a male and I never even knew that this you was don't like very do it, common. Or that, by the way. 
I were very respectful. They, okay. And I can attest to that's, that. Well, I feel like now I'm probably definitely like more conscious <laughs> of like doing <laughs> like making sure my legs are closed, like crossing my yeah. legs. Um, but yeah, no, that's the thing though. Like I think as a, as a guy, like, and I'm sure a lot of guys are probably listening and they're like, what is she talking about? Or like, what are all these girls talking about? Because they maybe don't do it or they don't think they do it. And then, but I, like, I think that's a privilege thing, right? You have a blind spot for that. Um, so yeah, I like, when you told me that, I was just like, whoa, like, does that happen really often? But then again, it's like everything else that women face, I think as a guy, like, I've only, I've had the privilege of only like, I guess, hearing right. about it, you know, I've never had to like face it. So it's like, Every time I hear this, I'm surprised. But then again, I'm like, well, like, that's just another thing that you don't know what it feels like to be a woman and everything that they go through. Um, and I honestly, I, I hope I hope that these um, measures change it because that's that's oh, really I, messed up. I really I think, hope uh, um, that people that do do that are, are getting, you know, a little bit rewired during this process. I would just definitely. be so happy if for the rest of my life, I was never sat on again by a stranger because <laughs> and like you know I was literally texting you yeah I remember because it was very disturbing to me that someone would sit on me um especially I don't know it was just like the fact that there was no one else sitting on it and he could have sat on yeah. any other cushion but instead he looked yeah. at me and thought I would be the comfiest of the cushions and I just I just don't I don't agree so <laughs> and there is no like there's no like like there's no excuse like you know what I mean like first of all like it was a big like cushion so he could have sat on the other side but okay he decided to sit a little closer to you but then like to be that in your face like to be touching you even for like social like norms like that's not that's not a thing like that's like and I can't even imagine like obviously you didn't say anything because like first of all when someone's that like that doesn't I don't know when someone's that close up in your like face like I think it's like such a shock factor too. Of like, is this really happening? Like, I don't even know if you know what to think in that I, point. Like, I wouldn't know what head, to think. I like, really wanted. I'd be frozen. To to say to him, can you move? Like, or right. excuse me, right. you're sitting on me, or or something. Right. You know, just but and and. Um, you know, I'm not going to shame myself. I didn't do anything wrong. Like, you know, um, but I think, in, 100%. you know, at, in moments like that, when you feel uncomfortable, you kind of revert to this place where for, for women, um, you revert to a place of, you know, that just a little bit more subservient sort of, you don't want to make people uncomfortable. You don't want to make people lose face. Mm -hmm. You try to be polite. Um, and that's kind of really ingrained in our society. It's ingrained in everything that we learn as, as girls, as women, our whole lives. So right. that habit is, is in us. So it's really, really mm -hmm. difficult to say in that moment, um, Hey, there's an entire couch here. You don't have to sit on me. Um, and just same, same when the, the guys were pushing in um, on, on those women at the tellers, they were all women at the tellers at the bank and the men were pushing the boundaries. Um, right. You know, they were, you know, the customer's always right. Be polite. You know, they didn't say anything to him um, or these men. They didn't say anything to any of the men, but they could have, you know, 
easily said, excuse me, back up. Because the, the bouncer right. guy, the guy at the front, mm-hmm. he did say that to people. Right. When they got too close to him, right. he was able to say, right. uh, can you move back? And not in a rude right, way or anything right. like that, um, but he was able to say it. Um, so yeah, I hope that that changes. Um, I definitely hope that my other too. prediction and my hope. It's yes. a prediction and a hope. Let's hear it. Um, I love so it. So working already. from home, <laughs> uh, it does have its benefits. I think uh, you know, environmentally speaking you know, not having to drive to Mm. work, um, not having to sit in traffic, you know, all of that stuff. So environmentally speaking, there's a little bit of an impact if you had a a lot of people working, let's say you you had the entire population working from home two to three days a week, the impacts on the environment would be huge just from people not Mm. um, commuting to work and and whatnot, because a lot of people don't actually uh, carpool, right? So yeah, no. <laughs> if you if you had fewer fewer people uh, commuting into work into into the city every day, I think that that would have an environmental impact, a positive environmental impact. It would also affect people's standard of living as well. I think it would increase people's standard of living. So I really mm. hope that they see, oh wow, look at all the people that can work from home now, and they say, mm. you know what, two to two two to three times a week, we want everyone to work from home because um, it's going to be for, well, even if you think about space in an office or whatever, you have more space in the office. Maybe you don't have to lease as much space. So financially it's better for businesses. It's better for the quality of life of the individuals uh, who get to work, who get the choice to work from home if they want to environmental impacts. I think there's a lot of good things that come from people working from home. And I think if you instituted that across the board and said, you know um, we've noticed that this is really good. Uh, can right. everybody who can work from home works from home half the week? Please work from home. That's exactly it. I yeah, I definitely see that because we're definitely building the infrastructure, the capacity. Even like at our work, we're like slowly starting to develop like you know like these rules and like regulations like for working at home and everything. But I don't know. I feel like there's still something to be said about the effects of working from home because i feel like we've talked about this and just the feeling of working from home being kind of like work encroaching on your like personal space like the line between your personal space and your work space and your personal life and your work life the line slowly starts to Mm -hmm. like blur um i think i I, obviously you can remedy that by having just really good boundaries um but i definitely takes think it takes a lot of work um because I, like right now, I definitely feel like, oh my God, like, I don't like it. Like, I feel like <laughs> work is encroaching in my space. Like everybody's in my room for Zoom meetings and like vice versa. I'm in everybody else's house and like people probably don't want me there. And um, yeah, so I feel like on that end, um, we're very much wired to go to work. Like we're very much wired to leave our house um, and interact with like our colleagues. But obviously you said it would be like, like your prediction is like, you know, a couple of days a week, which, you know, I think is a really good balance. Um, and I think that's something maybe we all wanted mm-hmm. before this, you know, I think we've always wanted that flexibility to be able to work from home. Um, for those of like, I think everybody's always wanted that or a lot of people have. So yeah, I think 
that actually is a very positive. Like when I look at it holistically, a good balance between working from home and going to work. Like I hope it well, becomes like that. The Zoom, the dreaded Zoom meetings. I, uh, I, oh, I hate looking at myself on a video <laughs> conference. <laughs> I don't FaceTime right. with people. I don't like that. It's not, you know. I will if I'm super comfortable with someone with family or whatever, and I'm right. I'm, I'm happy to do that uh, every once in a while. Right. Um. That explains why we haven't FaceTimed yet. I was thinking about that. I was like, I haven't seen this you in know, a while. I don't need to see. You know what? It's not, it's not that I don't oh, want to see you. I don't want to see myself. Right. And, you I know, I haven't you. been I wearing makeup for... Uh, but you've been doing all those face well, masks. You're glowing I, right now. You know, I don't even lie. It's, there's a balance. I'm doing a lot of face masks, and, I, and I'm also eating a lot of chips and a lot of chocolate. So... <laughs> My skin has both never looked better and never looked worse at the same time. So I, the, the Zoom meetings are rough because, yeah, you have to, like, clean up your house or, like, that's that, like, line behind your house has to be, you know, whatever's yeah. in the shot. You have to make sure that that is all clean. Um, right. I have mine very, like, not on purpose. It's just where my desk is. But behind me is literally mm. nothing. It's just a white wall. That's it. And <laughs> I just, right. I just don't want everyone. That's in me my too. House. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny that you're doing that. That's actually hilarious that you're doing that because I thought that was just like a me thing. Because I'm like very like, I think I said this. A, yeah, I said this a million times on our podcast. But like, I've been doing it in my room behind like. Like, basically, my background is just, like, a white wall. And I'm like, that's all you guys get to see. Because <laughs> I'm like, I don't want people looking at my books. I don't want people seeing my plants. Those are my babies. Those are my those are my kids. I don't want people, I don't want people seeing my kids. And, like, I don't know. Like, yeah. And I, I, I thought that was just me. It's funny that you're doing that. Are you becoming more no, introverted? No, see, your, I your thing comes from a different place than my thing. So your thing mm. comes from, and this is, in, correct me if I'm wrong, but your com- your thing comes from, right. you're a very introverted person. You don't like to share a lot about yourself unless you're super duper comfortable with people. Right. M- my thing comes right. from a need uh, to not be, like for people not to see my flaws. Like I don't like um. it and I don't like to be seen as, as flawed in any way and for mm. me to admit that on this podcast is you know that's i mean like i'm being vulnerable right uh, <laughs> no, but I, don't, I don't like it right um when people like if if someone were to see my house messy if my boss were to right. see something you know i i'd be just i would be mortified. Right. You know? <laughs> right. But I think that comes from the same place as I do. Because I'm like, I don't want people to judge me because, like, something's, like, out of place. Or, like, like I don't know. Like, my plants are looking <laughs> a little dry. So people are going to be like, oh, he, he hasn't been feeding his plants. But, like, I feel like it comes from a very similar place, actually. It's just not wanting to be, like, I don't know. Like, judge. I'm acting like my room's, like, a pig side. Yeah. It's fine. Like, but, yeah. I, 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 yeah, I don't know where it comes from. I to know from. things about me. I, I for sure like liked mm. and I'm I'm happy to be vulnerable and imperfect with people that that I care about and that I trust. Um, but I'm a person right. that's very very hard on myself, so I have a really hard time mm. when people cri- if people 
criticize me or if I think people are criticizing me I have a hard time with that because I'm whatever you're thinking I've thought it and way worse so um, Mm. which is just my own like shit thanks so much you guys for tuning in to this week's episode of the underinformed podcast please stay tuned as we post episodes every week and you can access them on all major streaming services Um, In the meanwhile, get in touch with us at underinformedpodcast at gmail.com.